0: Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm excited today. This may be the most important study in our series on life, death, resurrection, and eternal life as we study about Jesus dying for us, Jesus our Savior. So, welcome. We're glad you're with us for Hope Sabbath School today. And welcome to the team. Good to see you all again. Take a look at each other and smile, and then smile at everybody around the world because we've got Hope Sabbath School members all around the world, and we're glad you're part of our family. I'm excited because Travis, one of our team, will be teaching today. God's going to bless you as we study about Jesus and His saving work for us. I also want to welcome our remote team members uh, from different places uh, around the world. I want to welcome uh, Sabina, British Columbia, Canada. Good to see you again, Sabina. Marianova, always good to see you from California. Glad you're with us today. And and, uh, Enoch, joining us from Maryland. Enoch, good to see you. Some of you may remember Marianella was with us many years ago when we were still filming in Florida, and she's been part of Hope Sabbath School for a long time. Great to have you back, each one of the remote team members. By the way, did you download our free gift yet? It's a beautiful digital copy, The Story of Jesus. Just go to our website, hopetv.org, Slash Hope SS, click on the free gift button right in the middle of the screen. Focuses on the life, but especially on the death, resurrection of Jesus, and the gift of eternal life to all who believe in him. Don't miss that free gift. Go to hopetv.org/slash hope ss. Download a free digital copy of the story of Jesus. And by the way, don't forget to write to us. Are you encouraged when people write to us? I mean, we send that to the media team too and they get excited just like I do because this isn't just about filling time slots. This is about transformation of lives. So thank you for writing to us. Jacob, thanks for writing from the Philippines. Hello, Hope Sabbath School. Hello. Jacob gets the wave. I hope it finds you well. I'm from the Philippines. Now listen to this. This is beautiful. It was my older brothers who introduced me to Hope Sabbath School. Amen. I've been watching Hope Sabbath School ever since. Mm-hmm. I've learned more and more from every discussion since then. Thank you, brothers and sisters in Christ. God bless Hope Sabbath yes, School. Amen? Thank Amen. you. Amen. I want to tell you, it's a blessing to have brothers or sisters who point you to Jesus. Amen. Is that yes, right? Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jacob, for writing to us. Here's a note from Sherry or Cherry in Florida, in the United States of America, Mm. who writes and said, "'I've been making Hope Sabbath School my Friday night worship and Bible study destination.'" Amen. (laughs) Mm. "'Recently I was watching, and I thought, I just want to tell them how much I appreciate them.'" Mm. Thank you so much for uplifting Hope Sabbath School program, for the uplifting program, and all that your team does to put it together each week. Mm. I love and appreciate all of you, and wish you God's continued blessings." Mm. In closing, uh, I love the Scripture songs. Well, mm. <laughs> Jerry, I hope you can sing with us in just a minute. We're glad you're joining us from Florida, here in the United States of America. Here is a donor note from a couple in Washington State, mm. and they write and they say, just a brief letter to say how much we appreciate Hope's Sabbath School team. We would not think of teaching a class without watching the program first. (laughs) (laughs) You can download our outline. It's free, and you can share it with everyone in your class. This couple writes and says, We have been longtime overseas missionaries for God. Please continue your good work. We send a small gift to help with this dedicated ministry and a gift of $500 to bless the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank you missionary couple there in Washington, in California, thank you. Or I should say, Washington in the northwest of the United States. Thanks for being part of our Hope Sabbath School family, and thanks to each one of you. We're coming toward the end of the year, and I want to thank you for saying, I want to be part of this donor-supported ministry. You can go to our website, click on the Donate button, or go to donate and make a secure gift there. Thank you for your support. One last note for Magda, in the United Kingdom, that's my homeland. My husband, my late husband and I, Magda writes, Magdalena, full name, writes that we emigrated from England to Australia many years ago. It was there on November 11, 1978. Mm -hmm. after discovering the truths of God's Word that we were both baptized. Amen! Amen. That's a long time ago. Now, writes Magdalena, I am 88 years old. Mm -hmm. I've been housebound for a very long time, Mm -hmm. not able to go to church, not very good on the Internet. Mm -hmm. My nearest post office is quite a bus journey away for me to post anything. I'm so blessed to watch Hope Sabbath School every Sabbath on YouTube. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, we've got a lot of people watching Hope Sabbath School on YouTube, and Magdalena's one of them. It's such a blessing to me, the way the team interacts and gives their testimonies. Magdalena, God bless you. Thanks for writing to us from the UK. And the day is soon coming Mm -hmm. when you will see your husband again.
1: Amen.
0: Life, death, resurrection the glorious resurrection when Jesus returns Amen. with ten thousands of His angels and eternal life. Yes. Right now, I want to invite you all to sing our theme song. It's a—it's really a promise. It's the promise of Jesus yes. from Revelation 1, 17, 18, and verse 8, I am the resurrection and the life. Here He says, I am He who was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys. Praise God. Jesus has the keys of the grave and of death. Let's sing it together. Do not be afraid. I am the first and
2: the last.
0: I am He who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Who is and who was and who is to come? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Who is and who was and who is to come? The Almighty, the Almighty. give I'm excited, Travis, as we look at this vital topic, uh, Jesus and His saving work for us. Let's pray together.
3: Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, You promised that You would send the Holy Spirit to teach us, and as we study about Your death, the, the ultimate gift that You've given to each and every one of us, we need a teacher. And so, we ask for the Holy Spirit to be here. Guide us and direct us, Lord, that, that, as Pastor Derek has mentioned, that, that this study would be transforming to our lives. Amen. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm excited to study about the death of Jesus. Yes. Not that I'm happy that Jesus had to die for us, but I'm surely grateful He did, because I yes. need a Savior. Amen. 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 And I was thinking as I was starting this study that this is really the theme of Scripture. Mm. Yes. It was Paul who said, I care to preach nothing but Christ and Him crucified, yep. because he says it's the power of God yes. unto salvation for how many?
0: Everyone who yes. believes.
3: Everyone who believes. Yes. It's the power <laughs> of salvation. Yes. I believe this is an important study. Yes. amen. Well, this plan has been in place for a long time. We know in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, the promise was made that there would be a savior. I will put enmity between the woman and the serpent, between her seed and his seed. And the promise was there that he would crush the serpent's head, right? But the plan was in place even before that. And we're going to take a look and see if that is actually a biblical theme. So, let's take a look at uh, Revelation 13, 8. Jason, if you would start our study. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. Let's see what that Bible says about this plan that God had put in place.
4: All right. And the New King James Version says in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world.
3: So, what do you see in that verse? When was this plan put in place, Jason?
4: It says there, the foundation of the world, so at least when the world was created, or even possibly before then.
3: So, from this verse, we at least know from the beginning of the world this was put in place. Uh, Sabina, could I have you read 1 Peter 1, 13, then 18 and 21? Let's see what Peter says about, um, about the plan of salvation um early on in history go ahead
5: okay so i'll be reading from the new king james version and that's what it says first peter 3 verse 13 therefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of jesus christ and then verse 18 to 20 Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot.
3: Okay, what what hint do we give Sean? Get Sean that this was uh, earlier even than than the book of Genesis says.
6: That's right. we got to move down to verse 20 20, to see that. And he says here, He indeed was foreordained before Before. the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times. Hmm.
3: So here it was before the foundation of the world. Patricia, I'm going to have you read from Titus chapter 1. Titus 1, 1 through 3. Again, this is a consistent theme in Scripture that the plan was in place even before the world was created. Go ahead.
7: The New King James Version reads, Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began, mm. Mm. but has in due time manifested His word through preaching, which has committed to me, which was committed to me, according to the commandment of God, our Savior. Amen. Mm.
3: Well, this poses another question: <laughs> mm. Why was the plan necessary? Mm. Mm. I mean, why was this plan to come and redeem the world necessary? Mm. Obviously, God knew uh, that something was going to happen. Michael?
2: Yeah, I was just, like, exactly what you just said. God knew uh, what was going to happen. And also, not only did He know what was going to happen, He, in His wisdom, knows how life would have to function. And that, He saw that perhaps it needed a sacrifice in order for mm-hmm. freedom and love and liberty to actually exist. Something needed to actually be done in order to... Yeah. Have that foundation, and that foundation was the sacrifice. Yeah.
3: You know, this is hard for some people to grasp this idea that um God knew what was going to happen and yet he didn't predestine. He didn't it wasn't something that he put in place. Um I mean, it was still people making decisions along the way. And of course, because of people's decisions, mm-hmm. the plan had to be put in place.
0: And I, I think the other question I have is is why did He create the world knowing He's got the plan, right? But He actually knows the plan will be operational. Mm-hmm. And I think the answer, Travis, to that is the picture is much bigger than just planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. actually, it's actually the whole universe. created universe, mm-hmm. and this, this satanic challenge, this, this fallen angel yes. who's questioned the whole government of God. Mm-hmm. So, so, sometimes we look in a very small <laughs> picture, right? But the big picture is that God is going to demonstrate that His government and His character is based on yes. immeasurable and unfailing love. You
3: know, praise God for that word, demonstrate. Yep. He's going to demonstrate mm-hmm. to us. And, and actually, He paints the picture, even in the book of Revelation, many other verses. And, mm-hmm. Sean, I'm going to have you go to Revelation 12. Sure. We're going to kind of see what's happening even outside of the world, out of the earth, as, um, as it was before it was created. Something was taking place yes. in heaven. Uh, would you read from us Revelation chapter 12, uh, verses 7 through 12?
6: Yes, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Revelation 12, beginning in verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon. And his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him.
3: So this cosmic battle begins in heaven, this Mm. war, this uh, political war, war of words. I was thinking of Ezekiel chapter 28. Mm. Um, I I forgot what verse, but it says that by the abundance of his trading, speaking of Satan, um, that, that, um, that this anger was built up inside of him. Yeah. And this abundance of trading is a peddling of lies, yes. accusations about God. We see that in Genesis chapter three. Mm-hmm. He's making accusations. Mm-hmm. Did God say you should not eat of the tree? And did He really say? And mm-hmm. and He gets into this this um, conversation with Eve, where she should have never been. Right? We don't uh, have conversations with Satan. We we just <laughs> claim the promises of God. Amen. Yes. But uh, it it. The earth falls, right? Um, yeah. She makes a bad choice. And, uh, and then we, the curses of sin come upon the earth. Enoch, I would like you to read uh, Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23, the result of sin, the result of believing the lie, yeah. over believing the truth. If you would read that for us, Enoch.
8: Now we're reading from a new international version. And it reads... For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen.
3: Okay, and Romans 6.23.
8: right, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 (laughs) That's the plan. I'm glad we have
3: Romans 6.23, right? We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But there's a gift that God yes. has promised to him. that's Amen. what that's the whole point of the study today mm-hmm. is to talk about that gift. Jesus died for us. Well, if God knew the plan, or if he or if he knew uh, that a plan was necessary, why did he create why did he continue with the creation of the earth? Jason? Mm-hmm. Well,
4: this goes back to the character of God. His mm-hmm. character is love and free will. and he, Knows even that we could make the mistake and knew we would make the mistake, but He wants to give us that opportunity because Mm. that is who He is.
0: Mm. Mm. You know, it suddenly hit me, because this seems like a long, terrible mess to us, doesn't it? But but a a few thousand years, I don't know how many thousand years it will be, but a few thousand years to deal with the sin problem forever Mm. compared to eternity, Mm. it's a painful Mm. blip on the screen, Mm. but but we're not going to live in this sin-saturated Mm-mm. environment for eternal life. No. Mm. There'll be a new heaven as a new earth. So, so God, looking at the the everlasting picture, Amen. says we we Amen. we have to to yes. show yeah. the character of God and the character of the mm. rebellion.
3: Yes, I'm glad you said that, Derek. He had to reveal the character of love and re- reveal sin and its sinfulness. Mm. Yeah. He had to demonstrate. Could have God just said? Um, that's why you don't do this, and that, this is why you believe me, and this is why you believe, believe Satan." And he could have just painted yeah. some picture, but it's a revelation. Yes. The yeah. history of the earth is a revelation of God's immeasurable and unfailing love, yes. and darkness, and, and, and what right. sin does. That's right. Yep. Uh, Lalica, you, you had a comment?
1: Yes, uh, this is a question that a lot of people um, make. And uh, I myself uh, struggle with it sometimes. And um, because if we are looking for the human point of view, there is so much misery, there is so much pain Mm -hmm. that we ask, so God, if you know all of this, why did you allow the plan to (laughs) go forward? But if we look, did did, did we stop to look at the point of view of God, Mm -hmm. what he had to go through? Mm. We go through much pain and suffering, but God, the King of the Universe, mm. had to lay down His crown yes. to come down to this earth and to die for us. And uh, probably there was a, a, a possibility of Jesus even being dead forever, mm. Mm. but he, he He went forward with that. So it's mm. not just uh, losing in our side or lost in our side. But also in God's side, but even so, he went forward.
3: Mm, you know, I was reading a book of one of my, from one of my favorite authors, and it said that he took an infinite risk. Yes. So there was yes. uh, heaven was at risk. There was, it, mm-hmm. I mean, this was risky for God, yeah. risky for us, but uh, and, and could have there been a better way? Mm -mm. This isn't a Mm -mm. trick question. There was a better way. She could have believed the truth, right? Eve could have have believed God, yes. Okay. and by the way, that's the right decision for us to make make today. (laughs) Michael.
2: Yeah, I was going to, I mean, there's so much that we can unpack from the the very nature of God and and why and how he had this plan and why he chose to go through with it. But one Mm -hmm. thing that kind of comes to my mind is you go back to Genesis when he said, don't eat of of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's, uh, and I've heard the, the critique against that commandment from God. People have said that, you know, they don't want to believe in God. They say that, uh, see, God is restraining us from, from freedom, from love, et cetera, et cetera. No, that's not the case. God didn't want us to not know about evil. He wanted us to not experience it. Mm. He, he, he was going to teach us the difference between right and wrong, but He didn't want us to actually feel the pain of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, and I believe that's a good difference to, uh, to make there.
3: Amen. Well, we have to keep moving on. Thank you for that point, Michael. Uh, the predictions have been all the way through the Scriptures. Genesis, I just mentioned Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Marianella, I would like you to read John three fourteen and 15, the predictions and the suffering of the death of Jesus. We're going to go through a few of the Scriptures here and see what the Bible says about um, about the death of Jesus. Would you read that for us, Marianella? Mm-hmm.
9: I'll be reading from John chapter 3 verse 14 and 15. And it says, "And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life."
3: Yep. Amen.
9: So this lifting up of
3: Jesus was it wasn't putting him up on a on a throne and carrying him around, yeah. what was this talking about?
10: The cross. It was, cross.
3: It was talking about yes. his death, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so the prediction way back with Moses lifting up the serpent in the wilderness yeah. uh, was a foreshadow of yeah. of yes. Jesus yes. who would who would pay the ultimate price on yes. our behalf, right? Yes. We just learned the wages of sin is death, but the gift of yes. God is yes. eternal yes. life. Praise Let's it. read another verse. If I would could have Patricia. Read uh, Matthew sixteen, twenty-one, and then seventeen, twenty-two and twenty-three. Uh, some more verses again about the prediction of the suffering and death of Jesus.
7: The New King James Version reads. From that time, Jesus began to show to His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. Then the other scripture was 17... 17
3: 22 to 23.
7: Now, while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And the third day, he will be raised up, and they were exceedingly sorrowful.
3: Mm. I imagine this had to fall like bombshells on the ears of his disciples. Yes. Uh, their expectation certainly wasn't no.
1: yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. a savior who would come and die. No. Right? Yeah. They, they were hoping actually to be freed no. from Roman mm-hmm. captivity. Yes. Right? Uh, so. I think not only were they sad in a sense that, um, that he isn't what they're expecting, mm-hmm. uh, but, but also maybe even some contemplation whether this might even be the real Messiah. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Right? right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's read from Luke, if uh, Lavinia, read Luke eighteen thirty-one to 33. Again, more detail uh, from the pen, inspired pen of Luke. Amen. Uh, about the predictions and the suffering and death of Jesus. Luke 18, 31 to 33.
10: I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then He took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that were written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. Amen. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and mm. spit upon. Mm. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. Mm.
3: Mm. <sighs> That's a, He's starting to paint a deep picture of what's happening, but notice how he mentioned the things that have been prophesied. Yeah, he's actually Luke is actually pointing back to the whole mm-hmm. of the scripture that they had at that time, saying, actually this isn't a shouldn't be a surprise. He this is the promised Messiah that's going to come and give his life for the sins of the world.
0: And yes, if you there. read the chapters that follow, it, it's an exact description. You know, mocking, spitting, mm-hmm. beating, right? Mm-hmm. But but I I just want to. You know, we talk about life, death, resurrection. That in all of these, he says, "Rise the third day." But it's like they don't even hear it because yes. it's so shocking to them that Messiah will die.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Derek, that had to be a hard thing for these disciples yes. uh, to contemplate. Well, how did the disciples respond to this, mm. to the predictions by Jesus? I mean. This could have been easy. Sean, I'm gonna have you read actually uh Luke 1834. Uh, because well, I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, again, as we've mentioned, this this couldn't have been an easy uh thing to take. Go ahead and read for us from Luke.
6: Yes, you're right, Travis, and we'll be reading for the New King James Version, Luke chapter 18, verse 34. But they understood none of these things. (laughs) This saying was hidden from them, and they did
3: not know the things which were spoken. You know, I was confused by that. Why would these things be hidden from them? Yes, Michael.
2: I was going to say, some may be tempted to think that God is keeping them from from understanding. And I, and I, I would say that I don't think that's the case. I think that they had so much passion and enthusiasm for their interpretation, mm-hmm. understanding of who the Messiah was to be. Right. So when Jesus totally uh, contradicts what they assumed, mm-hmm. it just seems like something so far out that it just, they, they don't grasp it. That's right. Yeah. And Matthew actually
0: records that that Peter starts to rebuke Jesus yes. mm. when he talks about suffering,
2: right. rebuking the Messiah. Don't understand.
0: talk like that. And Jesus knows it's the enemy behind. It says, mm. "Get behind me, Satan." Yeah. But yeah, I think Michael's exactly right. They had these preconceived ideas yeah. mm-hmm. of how Messiah would be, and and yet Jesus is very clear that the divine plan from the foundation of the world is that he would die for. Men. Is that he would die? Yes, yes
4: Jason. And this isn't just something unique to the disciples. All of us as humans, (laughs) sometimes, we can Mm. have things hidden from us by our own choices. We choose to block out information we don't like or choose to focus on information we do like. So, Mm. this is kind of a human pattern of trusting our own thinking instead of what God has told us.
3: Right. I believe that's true. Actually, sadly, I know from experience. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Sabina.
5: Now, i'm just I'm just thinking, Travis, of all you know the prophecies in Isaiah and especially psalms twenty two that describes so clearly all the sufferings that the Messiah was to go through, mm-hmm. so I really need to agree that it seems like they were disconnected from the Word of God.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, as was mentioned earlier, we probably should go easy on them because we're not so smart ourselves. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Patricia, you had a comment.
7: I was gonna say that um. The cross is the office of the revelation of Mm, God's love. And so, Satan works really hard, as he did with the disciples. He still works really hard today because he wants to somehow cloud our minds so we don't get to fully understand and and Mm. grasp and see what Jesus has done for us.
3: Good point. You know, and I often wonder, too, did He cloud their minds too so that they wouldn't physically try to stop Him? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know why, but uh, it just seems that uh, after the cross, that surely, that when it finally sank in, that there was certainly a transformation in their lives. Yes. Amen. Um, let's read Matthew 16, verse 22. I'll have Michael read that for us. Matthew 16, verse 22. Just one more response, uh, you know, uh, of the disciples.
2: So Matthew 16 verse 22. I'll be reading from the King James version. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, "Be it far from thee, Lord! This shall not happen unto thee." Mm-hmm.
3: You know, again, um, it shows actually the compassion of Peter for his Savior, mm-hmm. right? But uh, again, when God has a plan, we need to let Him move forward with His plan. Right. Amen.
0: Amen.
3: Amen. Well, why was it so difficult for the disciples of Jesus to process the annou- announcements regarding his suffering and death? Well, I think we've talked about it a little bit, yeah. but let's talk mm-hmm. about that a little more. Yeah. What do you think, Marianella? Why was it so hard for, for the disciples to process this?
9: I think they, it was, he was there. not just their master. Uh, but he was also their friend, mm. and they were developing this relationship with him, and I think that even with friends or family members, when you hear that they're going to go through suffering or they're mm. not going to be with you mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. longer, mm-hmm. Yep. you kind of don't want to hear more about that, and um, I think they were having a hard time with that and also with understanding um, his his fulfillment of, of as the Messiah.
5: Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. You know... I I put myself in their place, and I think to myself, I would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. There's no way. I mean, there's just no way I would have allowed that to, I would have wanted to allow that to happen. It would have been a hard thing. Jason, and then we'll move on. We've talked in
4: this series about death and how death was never intended for us as humans. So, there's something about death that um, is hard for us as humans to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we're talking here about Jesus, but any time a human has to deal with death, it's a difficult process. And I even remember, when my aunt uh, had cancer and she was getting down to her last uh, few weeks and everything, I remember a lot of the family, they didn't really want to talk or think about it. And I remember when I was saying goodbye to her, she told me, you know, I'll, uh, I'll see you in heaven mm. um, and the resurrection uh, when Jesus returns. And then I remember, and I shared that with my family, and they just started crying because mm. it was still hard to process that fact that someone you love is not going to be there.
3: Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, death is a tough thing, and especially for someone you would view as your Savior. Right. Well, we're going to have to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sufferings and the death of Jesus. We're going to actually look into the book of Matthew. Uh, Enoch, if you would open up uh, the scriptures there for us, Matthew 26, 57 to 68. And uh, let's take a look at some of the sufferings uh, that Jesus had to endure uh, prior to his death.
8: and I'll be reading from the New International Version, and it reads, Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Though many false witnesses came forward, finally two came forward and declared, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, he has spoken blasphemy. Why do you need any more witness? Look now, you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Amen.
3: Things are getting tough, especially for Jesus, right? Um, Rejection by the people he came to save. Accusations, false accusations. And then actually... Beating on him and rejecting him because he says who he actually was. Mm, yeah. Sean, I'm going to have you continue for us in uh, chapter 27, 38 to 44.
6: Yes, reading Matthew 27 and uh, verses 38 through 34 from the New King James Version. Beginning in verse 38. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself if you are the son of God, come Mm. down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes and the elders said, he saved others Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and he and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who are crucified with him reviled him with the same thing.
3: Mm. Where do these, what do these words sound like, Jason, if you are the Son of God? Where did he hear these words before Jesus? Do you remember?
4: Yes, in temptations. The yes. devil himself challenged him with these same words.
3: Right after, right after baptism. So, could we say the spirit of Satan was oh, in these was people? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? So, sure. Satan is using human agents, casting yeah. accusations against Jesus, trying to get him to doubt that he was the Son of God. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew. This isn't just a physical, no. uh, not just a physical uh, thing that Jesus is experiencing. Matter of fact, as I was going through the study, I thought that had been, that even might have been just a small part yes. of what yep. Jesus yes. was facing here. Yep. What were some of the other things that Jesus faced? dying uh, and suffering there at the cross. What were some of the other things? We won't go to them in scripture, but if you can remember some of those things, Michael. So
2: I was going to say, not only was he facing that doubt right there. Doubt is his own thing, but he was facing just outright rejection. Not even just like little whimsical doubts. No, no, no. Flat out, complete rejection from from the people people
3: he loved. Yes. So he was facing personal you know, physical harm. He was facing rejection from his friends. Sean?
6: And even though the rejection of his friends and family may have hurt him, there's a time where he says, my God, my God, Mm. why have you forsaken me? He feels this, this rejection from God because of our sins. And no matter what we see happening physically, It's nothing compared to what just happened in spiritually.
3: So you're saying he's experiencing a separation from the Father. Of course, we know from the scriptures, he says, I and the Father are, it's like cutting the Godhead in half, Mm -hmm. this separation tearing at him. I'm thinking also when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and we've talked about Mm -hmm. um, soul, our being a soul. He says, my soul is sorrowful, even to the point of death. We talked about the two deaths, the second death, Jesus has experienced a soul dying death, a, a death without hope of a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And on his mind uh-huh. was each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. He thinks, I would rather die forever mm-hmm. um, than to live and be without them. Is that amazing? So mm-hmm. God's love. How do you respond to that kind of love? Mm. But Sabine, how do you respond to that kind of love?
5: Travis, I, <laughs> I respond giving my entire life to Him. Amen. That's what I do yes. in my mm. practice, in my way to, uh, towards other people. I respond really worshiping Him and loving others well, as much as I can, mm. by His grace.
0: Amen. Amen.
5: Anyone
3: else?
0: And, you know, I, I think you talk about the greatest suffering. Certainly, you know, He suffered you know, emotionally and and spiritually. It was a suffering time but i think peter's cursing and saying he didn't even know him was one of the most painful mm. experiences for him and rather than be hard on Simon Peter cuz you said we could be there i just want a covenant that i will always lift jesus up amen right. yeah. and 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 recognize even though people will mock us and say that's a stupid thing to think that someone dying 2,000 years ago would do anything for you, mm. but to not be ashamed. Doesn't Paul say, I'm not ashamed, ashamed of the gospel? <laughs> it's the power mm. of God. So, mm. so uh, learn a lesson from that painful experience with Simon Peter, who was forgiven by the immeasurable unfailing love mm. of God, given another opportunity, became mm. a leader in the Christian church, right? But to say, I will, whatever the cost, not be ashamed to say, Jesus mm. is my all-sufficient That's Savior, right. Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. And of course we know the Apostle Paul, he had a personal encounter yes. with the risen Christ, yes. right? Yes. And it was a transformation. Is that what God wants for each and Everyone every one of us? Yes. 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 A personal yes. encounter. Yes. Actually, yes. he wants our eyes to be open. <laughs> Um, to his immeasurable and unfailing love. That's the whole point of his death for each and every one of us. I just want to point out thankfully, we just heard about the two thieves who were mm. cursing him, mm. but it's also recorded in the scriptures that one of them said, Wait a second, yes. there's something different about this man hanging on the cross. And he gives his life to him. And the promise is that he, that this thief, would be with Jesus in paradise. Is that not amazing? (laughs) Matter of fact, he was the first convert, I think. I think Jesus is hanging on the cross and thinking, it was worth it. Here's a thief (laughs) hanging there saying, Lord, remember me in your kingdom. Amen. Praise God. Well, Jesus says some words um, in John chapter 19, verse 30. Lalika, would you read that for us? These are some powerful words. Powerful in a sense that... um, well, his mission really was accomplished. Would you read that for us, Lalika?
1: I'll be reading from the New King James Version, John, chapter 19, verse 30. So, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, "'It is finished,' and bowed, bowing his head, he gave up his spirit." Mm-hmm.
0: It's
3: finished.
1: Patricia, what was finished?
7: Had accomplished what He came here to do <laughs> for our salvation. He had
3: accomplished salvation for every single one who believed. Paul said, it's the power of God unto salvation. He finished He finished the work of redemption for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, the same words were used earlier in the book of Genesis when He finished creation. Mm. And so, there's a significance between creation and redemption mm. yes. that mm. Jesus, when He finishes something, it's good. Yes, Isn't yes. it good? Amen. It's very good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, salvation for each and every one of us.
0: And I think something else is finished. Well, maybe several things are finished. The old ceremonial system, right? Mm. We still don't sacrifice yeah. animals. Jesus and what He accomplished is enough yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. for everyone. Amen. But I think it is finished in terms of the exposure of of Satan's character and the forces of darkness. I know it still has to work out, but I think at that point it's finished. Yes. It's finished because the fullest revelation of the character yes. and love of God is seen.
3: We recognize that too in John chapter twelve, because the world is is encouraged to make a judgment in the context of the cross, and. Uh, when Jesus finishes, there love fully demonstrated and mm. sin fully demonstrated. Yes, mm. because it crucified the Son of God. Yes. Right, yes. but love because Jesus paid the ultimate price yes. for each and every one of us. So, what is our response mm. as we contemplate the sufferings and death of our Savior, Lavinia? What do you think? What's your response?
10: <laughs> well, uh, John 12 verse 32 actually answers that. It says, mm. "If." And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself.
3: Amen. You know I'm thinking of John chapter three, I think it's uh, 19, where it says, this is the condemnation. Light has came into the world, mm-hmm. and men love darkness rather than light. Right. Yeah. So we're not condemned by necessarily all the things we do, but by the things we love and in turn by loving and beholding uh-huh. whatever this, the things may be, either mm-hmm. a, ris- be, a risen Savior. Didn't John say, behold the Lamb of God yep. who yes. takes away the sin of the world? Those two choices might determine our destiny. Jesus, through His death, is drawing a world, a universe, mm-hmm. to Himself, love demonstrated in its fullness. Yes, dear. You know,
0: I appreciate what Lavinia said, that they're all are drawn, mm-hmm. but they still have to make a choice. That's right. You know, John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should mm. not perish. Those who do not believe in Him, according to Scripture, will perish, mm. right? That's right. So, so, the drawing is there, but we've been learning all along that, that we have a, a, a life-defining choice to make mm. to mm. accept what Jesus has accomplished for us
3: mm-hmm. That's and the right, gift Eric. of
0: eternal life.
3: Well, the Bible says, Derek, that the cross is foolishness to those mm-hmm. that, are per- that are perishing. Why would the message of am just going to ask the question, why would the message of the cross be foolishness to those that are perishing? Yes, Michael. Uh,
2: because from the surface, if you don't uh, mm-hmm. I mean this is what God trains us, it wants us to look always at the every end, from every beginning, to always look deeper, because on the surface, it doesn't seem to add up. It doesn't seem to make sense. How are you going to give life when you yourself are, on, are dying on the cross? And if we don't hear the full message, we don't understand the full context and how uh, profound it, it truly is, it does. It can seem like it doesn't make sense. Something that doesn't make sense seems foolishness. Yeah.
3: You make a powerful point, Michael, and that is this. If we see two men having a battle, right? And one dies, what, what, what would we think? Is he the winner or the loser? The loser he's, the, he's the loser. Right. So from a world yeah. viewpoint, God dying on a cross, it actually seems as if he's lost. Right. Yeah. But doesn't it say that it was his death that gave him the power over death? Yep. Yeah. The Bible does say that. So actually, death itself through death itself, demonstrating the ultimate act of love. Love wins the battle. That's right. Love wins the battle. Sean, you go ahead and give a comment and then we'll move on.
6: Absolutely. So we're talking about uh, if Jesus died, it looks like he's the loser. If he stayed oh, then, come on now. he would look like the loser. <laughs> but he rose again the yep. third Amen. day. Amen. Amen. Yep. That's the evidence that he really is the yep. winner.
3: You're moving to our next lesson. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Jesus rose again, a victor from the grave. Well, what did death accomplish for each and every one of us? Sabina, I'm going to have you read John 12, 32 and 23. John 12, 32 to 33. Um, what did it accomplish? You know, Jesus isn't forcing people into a relationship with him.
4: That's right. Right. right.
3: Mm-hmm. So what is he, what did he accomplish, Sabina? Would you read that for us?
5: Yes, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and that's John 12, 32 and 33, and it says, And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself, This he said, signifying by what death he would die.
3: So what did he accomplish? It would be an act of love that would draw people to him. So, You know, I love these verses. I actually just preached a sermon on it because it's like, God doesn't just, he's not some arbitrary random God that says, just believe what I say. Mm. He actually demonstrates. As a matter of fact, the whole of scripture is him demonstrating love over and over and over again. Uh, I was reading Nehemiah chapter nine and over and over. People failed Him, and God was patient with Him. Mm-hmm. Got people failed Him. We fail Him mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. But God is patient over and over yep. and over. We see yep. His love throughout the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. He's drawing us to Him, and the ultimate act of that love was Him giving Himself right. on the cross. Yep. I am going to have La Liga read for us from John 3, 16 and 17. Very popular verses, right? Uh, but very powerful verses. As a matter of fact, I even know a gentleman from Africa who was the first verse he read and became a Christian because um, John 3.16 just touched his heart. Praise Go ahead Lord. and read that for us.
1: Reading from the New King James Version, John 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved.
3: Amen. So we have a choice. What's the choice, Patricia?
7: To believe in him. To and believe in saved. him.
3: <laughs> what so what's the alternative?
7: not believe in Him, and You know, I often content. think
3: about this. It seems like it's such a clear choice, but boy, it's hard sometimes, right? Satan paints evil to look mm-hmm. like something pretty good, but the result is death. It's always better yeah. to believe the Word of God. God wants Amen. us to be happy and yes. healthy, and He wants mm-hmm. us to live forever with Him. Yeah. Michael.
2: And, and I, I want to actually emphasize how um, it, it seems like a clear choice, and why would you not choose it, right? Uh, God actually poses a rhetorical question in scripture where he says uh, he's basically asking why. He says, I give you life, I present you life and death, and I ask you, you choose life. Mm. But then we as humans, we go and choose otherwise. And He's Mm. is a rhetorical statement. It's not really a question because he he understands more than we can. (laughs) But he basically says, why? Mm. Why would you choose that as opposed to Mm. the good and the, Mm. the beauty and the life that I present you?
3: You know, Michael, it just makes me want to be a better demonstration mm-hmm. of the immeasurable and unfailing love of God, Amen. so people will make a choice to follow Jesus. Jason, would you read Romans 10, chapter 13? Because, well, th- we just read John 3.16, right, that God so loved the world, right? But how many can be saved? Read Romans 10.13 uh, for us.
4: The New King James Version says, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Mm.
3: So who can be saved? Anyone. Anyone. Whoever. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord mm. shall be saved.
0: And notice it doesn't say might be saved. Right.
3: <laughs> that's right, Derek. Shall no. they shall be saved. They shall be saved.
0: And and that's the life-defining moment. And and thank you for pointing that dying thief. You know, people say that's not fair. You know, he was wicked his whole life and. But our salvation is not based on how well we perform. Mm-hmm. Our salvation Amen. is based on calling out to the Savior.
3: Yeah, the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Yes, is demonstrated at the cross. Now I right? do
0: believe we'll be transformed. Amen. When <laughs> we have a living connection.
3: Yes. That's the whole point. And willful yeah.
0: transgression can cut that relationship. But yeah. but the appeal, like Michael said, is why why mm. will you die? You know, mm. choose life.
9: Yes.
3: You know, there's many stories in the Bible um, th- that demonstrate the love of Jesus. I'm just going to have, if, if one of you will just share one quick story, of another promise or story in the New Testament that assure us that our lives will be transformed when we experience a personal connection with Jesus mm-hmm. as our Lord and Savior. Would someone just share a quick story? Yes, Sean.
6: I just think of uh, a man who was once known as Saul who was able to become (laughs) Mm -hmm. the apostle Paul Mm -hmm. who wrote the majority of the New Testament. He -hmm. was slaughtering Christians Mm -hmm. and was proud of it. And on his way to commit that genocide, the risen savior appears to him. And and in that encounter, he ends up giving his life to the Lord over time. I think that helps us dwell on that statement we read earlier. Anyone who calls upon the Lord shall, shall be, be saved. saved. And, and to our viewers, I think it's important to say that no matter what they've done, if they call on Jesus,
3: they will be saved. Amen. Amen. Well, we have a few minutes left. Um, if someone would like to share testimony, how how your life has been transformed since you've uh, since you've been blessed by the life and and death of Jesus? Yes, Michael.
2: Uh, so. Um the life and death of Jesus kind of gave the utmost life, uh, light to me because, based on certain circumstances of my childhood and how I came to be, is you know not not really a pretty uh, scenario. I had this idea, this viewpoint, the mentality of mine at the time prior to Jesus was that I and human beings as a whole are just blips on the grand radar of existence mm. that were just thrust into, into existence and left to fend for ourselves. Mm. And if you look at space, this is, an, this is just an analogy, it's all dark, it's all void, and, and just little glitters of light here and there. But that's where we are, is in this emptiness and darkness. And we, when we and when I had, did have no concept of, of who Jesus was, who He was, the light that came into the world to give salvation unto mankind, Amen. then that's all that was, that's all that I was, and that's all that you know, it, it all meant. I'm just a blip, it doesn't matter, it, like, and we're here by ourselves. Mm. But once I knew who Jesus was, Amen. it gave just not only purpose and salvation to my soul, but it, it, it gave peace that surpasses understanding, yes.
3: Amen. that has overcome the darkness. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Sabina, in less than a minute, do you want to share with
5: us? Travis, I just wanted to encourage everyone who is listening to us to make that choice. Mm. You know, because we've been discussing how much God has gone through so much suffering, everything that Jesus accomplished in the cross. And the reality is that if we don't make that choice, all that suffering is for nothing. Mm. So he can accomplish as much as getting to that point of dying, of resurrecting. But we can only experience the blessing that he intended us to experience if we say yes to him.
3: Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, as she was just saying that, I thought to myself, there was no guarantee when Jesus died -hmm. that you would give your hearts to him. -hmm. Which means he believed in you yes. as well. Amen. Amen. The Savior, the creator of the universe, believes in us. Mm. I yes. hope that gives you confidence to come boldly to the throne of grace yes. that yes. we may obtain mercy. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Isn't it Amen. going
0: to be amazing, folks, when we yes. see our Savior face to face? Amen. Yes. Amen. Uh, I don't think we'll just say thank you. We may do more than just use my favorite Hebrew word, hallelujah.
6: Mm-hmm. I
0: think we'll just lay our crowns down and yes. weep yes. tears of joy. Yes. Redeemed by the yes. precious blood of Jesus, our wonderful Savior. What a day that will be. And, and this whole series, life, death, resurrection, Amen. even if we fall asleep in death, we will rise because Christ, our Savior, rose from the dead and conquered death, and we'll share eternal life together with Him. What an amazing and blessed hope we have. Yes. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, someone here today is saying, today is my day, to say, Jesus, will You save me? Can I call upon the name of the Lord and be saved? And I pray in the name of Jesus that that decision would be made right now, and You would write that name in the Book of Heaven. Mm. And, God, that day by day we who have accepted Jesus would rejoice in His salvation. And I thank You in Jesus' name, mm. amen.
9: Amen. amen.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. A wonderful Savior is Jesus our Lord. Rejoice in Him today and go out and be a blessing to those around You.